I feel the same. When I had to go through job applications, it's the same way. Sometimes I was rejected and I'm like, why would I be rejected for this? Like, I'm, I'm, I could literally do this. How are you, man? I'm great. I see that, and I mentioned this before the recording, that you look really relaxed. Why don't you explain to the audience yeah, I know. why? Uh, I'm on vacation, and I still yeah, thought it you? was... I can't, miss, I can't miss a pod. We had to do this, so I'm in the football. Airbnb, sit on the bed. Kids are on their devices, like unwinding. Uh, so I took some time to, to, to do this. We're in Mexico City. We decided to come and explore the city over here. Oh, it's much more fascinating than I anticipated as a city. It's mm. such a great city. Like there's what, so what's, much. What's, what's like the number one thing to hit? Uh, to me, what I was surprised at is that there, it, the city is built in like neighborhoods, and each mm. neighborhood is so different from everywhere else. It's like when you go to Palenco. Palenco is like this high-end, bougie, like rodeo drive type like stores. Is that what you get? Like Range Rovers, Porsches, and like all the fancy cars. I'm in La Condesa, which La Condesa is, I would say it's like a very trendy area in New York. Like mm. trendy restaurants, all the expats live here. It's sort of like uh, up and coming. Are, is it like, is is like, the, really, is like the artisanal coffee shops and stuff? You have a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mixed between like Roma Norte and La Condesa, which like they're, they're like Roma Norte has a lot of these fancy coffee shops and like Condesa has like good restaurants. And I'm like 20 minutes away from like the big castle, which overlooks the entire city. And like, That's and awesome. then you go to like El, El Centro, which is like the whole old, 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 old Mexico city. So we've been having a blast so far and we're heading back tomorrow, but so far, so good. I'm 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 amazed. Like the food is fantastic over here. Good. That's good to hear. I haven't had a vacation in a while. And although I take off some Fridays from contract work and, and whatever, well, um, and we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Um I, you know, I actually am going on vacation in a little bit. Uh can't say where yet, and I can't say when because I don't want anyone to like, you know, jump me in like the house, get into the house when you know we're gone or whatever. But because, you know, we worked at a company that told us all these kind of security things. And so now I'm like super cautious about like, you know, when yeah. uh, like planning it in advance and telling people. So regardless, when we get when I get back from my vacation, um, then we'll talk about that. But we'll have a lot of episodes lined up for everyone so that they don't have to worry about missing anything. So stay tuned for that. Uh, OK, so do you want to introduce the topic, uh, the first topic of today? Yeah, it, and it's interesting because it's a bit of personal at the mm -hmm. same time, right? We we created this ebook on like acing interviews, tips, tricks, and whatnot. Receives a lot of great feedback so far, and funny and not funny, all this was happening while you were also going through a series of interviews. Mm -hmm. Like you've gone like I don't know how many interviews, and I <laughs> wanted for you to share like your point of view on how tough it is right now for all the people that are going through because there's a lot of people competing right now mm -hmm. with like the the jobs that are happening so i wanted you to be able to give your perspective on this job hunt effort yeah so if i had to count total uh companies that i applied to it would be 
a lot more than I would like to admit. And this is this is very unusual because when I was I'm not saying unusual, like I'm like I'm better than anyone else, and I deserve a job mm-hmm. more than other, but like not no no, it's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, when I was at IBM, I decided I wanted to leave, and I put on LinkedIn whatever, not like they everyone can see it, but like just like jo- like headhunters can see it, and then I started to send myself out, and I got a lot of responses, like a ton of responses for the role that I wanted, I uh, you know, and. I am surprised because when I was doing that, there were so many companies that really wanted me and they were fighting for me. They were trying to start giving me different offers. But ultimately, you know, we ended up together again and then we both got laid off. But it's interesting because now I'm almost 90% of the applications that I applied to, or I have applied to rather, I've been rejected. Like outright, like, like a day later, sorry, you're not a fit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, you're not even going to like ask me questions. You're not even going to like say, hey, let's get to know each other before we can even make a decision. It's just flat out no. So I've been thinking a lot about our portfolio course and the interview guide that we have. And I think that's really great now that, in you know, towards the end of my searching, I'm kind of like slowing down on it right now, uh, that the guide is actually super helpful. So I'm really happy that you know, you, know you, you took all the ideas that we had together and then you added a ton more and then you produced that into a book that it can just be delivered to somebody. And I can't wait for other people who are actually starting to use it to help them get a job. For me, it's very difficult for a couple of reasons and I'm trying, I'm trying to identify those things. So if those who are listening maybe can learn from what I'm trying to do and apply it to your situation, to help you get a job, please, by all means, do. So I think one problem is my portfolio is a PDF. And that wasn't a problem. Now, it seems like if you don't have a website, it's not easy for them to reach it. So they just flat out say no. That's one thing I'm thinking is wrong. The second thing Mm -hmm. I think is wrong is that my portfolio has a lot of words in it and a lot less process work. And I think that a lot of companies for better or worse, are looking for lower level designers and they want to see a lot of process stuff that they can mold to their thinking. So you and I are so far beyond like getting instructions from somebody and then just doing them. You and I like to get a problem or listen to a, uh, like a need statement or like an ask and then we like to figure it out on our own. That's what you and I are at the level of doing. You know, we don't need to be told how to do a problem, how to solve a problem. You and I know how to solve problems. We have the tools to do it. So a lot of these companies that I've noticed applying, I've applied to, the role is actually many levels lower than the actual role. So I'm, I'm looking usually for a principal role uh, or like a, a, a role similar to a principal. Whether it's called principal or not, it is a principal role. And as a principal designer, you know, I guess we can talk about a little bit about what that really means. I don't even know how to articulate that. To be honest, maybe it's probably one of the one of the problems. But you're leading a lot of efforts. You're actually trying to shape the company through an individual contributor route. You're not a manager. You're not, you know, a PM, whatever. But I've noticed that a lot of them are asking for a principal, 
but are wanting an intern to push pixels. And so that might be another problem. People have a problem understanding what the role really is. So they see that I want to do so much ambitious stuff and they don't want somebody that's ambitious. They want someone that can follow directions. That's like the, the, the second thing. And then the third thing is I really don't think I'm very good at actually writing the applications. They always say cover letters, you know, they're optional. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that sometimes they might be more necessary than optional based on the company. Like if it's like an older enterprise company versus like whatever. But I've been very shocked. Maybe also maybe because the salary I'm asking for is too high, right? That could be another thing, right? I was getting off my high horse from from this this last company that we got laid off from. And I had a really great salary and a lot of companies can't even come close to that. And so uh, currently uh, I've been contracting and I think it's a great way to kind of get your feet wet back in the game uh, to, to try a lot of things at once and not feel like you're tied to any one thing, not married, you're kind of still like in the dating mode mm-hmm. of job hunting, job searching. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to, do you have any reactions to what I said before? Yeah, I was going to unpack that you were saying that 90% of Mm, you don't like the next day you get something. Yeah. And I'm wondering what that trigger is. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's, you know, it's presented in or your portfolio or how you frame yourself. It's presented in a way that's too high for them Mm -hmm. or it's like, no, like I'm because in the space when you've worked with X companies, you've done the due diligence, you've done the work. I always wonder why, like, it's not even, it doesn't even warrant a conversation. Mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder if it's because they feel you're going to come in and like at a too high level and you're going to want to change the game too much, or you're not, they feel they can't okay. mold you in a certain way. I have all these questions and I feel the same. When I had to go through job applications, it's the same way. Sometimes I was rejected and I'm like, why would I be rejected for this? Like I'm, I'm I could literally do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder what's that trigger point of, of, I, I don't have the answer, but I'm willing, what's your perception of what you've been going through? There are three things. Number one there, like I said before, I think that they don't understand what the role is really supposed to be. They have somebody else, usually like a hiring, like a recruiter, write The roles and they have such a disconnection between the actual people who are required are who are asking for team members and then the people who are actually going out and finding them. I think there's a big disconnect because I'll tell you one, one story. I was interviewing with a company from uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he said, Hey, uh, my wife thought you'd be a good fit for this role. Here's the link. And it was a good role. It was, it was the role. It was principal designer. It said senior designer in the like iCloud, like iMessage yep. link. But then when I opened it, it actually says principal. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know this. This is why I didn't click it for so long. I clicked it, sent it. Within a day, I heard back. And I interviewed with them for a while. It was like a, several weeks of interviewing. And they loved me. They, sound, they sounded like they liked me a lot. They turned me down for somebody else. But the recruiter, the, the first time I spoke to the recruiter, this is what I already, I already knew was not going to be a, a yes, like from the very beginning. But I still went through it just to see and get experience, you know, interviewing, whatever. And she, he said... He gave really bad, like, predictions of, like, if the company is going to succeed or fail. Like, he was pretty basically like, yeah, we have a contract with Google. 
and like that's our only con- like one of two contracts and if that contract fails then we're we're, we're dead and so we're kind of like in a sink like what is it like a sink or swim and i was like that's not reassuring to me that you're like like on a good projection yeah and they're in data and analytics too so like it's it it, it he didn't paint a very good picture. He was like, yeah, the CEO said that, like, you know, the market has to cool down, you know, when, like, like I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're making it sound like this is not a company someone should work for. And you guys are all really stressed. The second thing was one of the designers, I guess the only designer I would work with, he was mentioning, oh, yeah, if she was to happen to leave, like, if she happened to leave, and I'm like, wait, so is she going to leave and I'm taking on her work? And then the third thing he said was, like, yeah. We don't need someone that's going to like come in with big ideas. We need someone that's just going to follow the directions and be heads down and like just produce a bunch of artboards. And I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know how to do that. I've been doing that for 10 years. I don't need to continue doing that at this level. I'll help where I can, but there's more to it than that. So no. Uh, and then another company, they th- were gonna pay me half of what i was making before and i'm like this is ridiculous like there's such a mismatch with what the role really is and they try to woo you with equity and stuff uh so those are kind of the the, i don't know what i was saying before this but uh i think that they don't have an understanding of what the role is the second thing was um i don't think i am positioning myself correctly I think I need to do better actually presenting and positioning myself saying I led more as opposed to I worked on this thing and I did this project. Mm-hmm. One company, uh, who another f- friend recommended me to, um, they, I got to the last interview. Um, I did my portfolio thing. And by the way, some of these interviews I had to do like, a, I had to do a seven hour project for free for one of the companies in for, for to interview. And I told them, no, I'm not doing it for seven hours. You can you can break it up in a couple of days, but I'm not doing seven hours. And they obliged, obliged to me, and they did it for three hours each day. So they were they were at least a little bit flexible there. But still, like, why am I dedicating so much time to that? I, I get it, I get why, but like, nah. whatever. Um, and another company said um, they had they had uh, two design managers on the last call. And the, one of them was not having a good day. And she kept saying, oh, I'm having a day. I'm having a day. And then she asked me a question. She said, what's a problem you had where you could not solve it? And I'm like, what? Like, you want me to ask, do you want to see how I deal with failure? Like, I don't know what that what you're trying to ask. Um, I know a lot of problems I've solved. I don't know how to really position myself in a way that I fail and then like like how do I champion that at the end right so I couldn't figure out how to position myself in the moment and she and so she stopped me and she goes you're rambling too much sometimes being succinct is a skill and I was like are you kidding me because then the next sentence that she said she she rambled on so long she stopped herself and said oh I'm sorry I'm rambling and I'm having a day and she kept saying that I'm having a day so something was wrong on her end, and it must have irked her mm-hmm. where she didn't want to even be talked. She barely even knew who I was. She she thought I was still in Florida, still living in Florida. So I don't know what's going on. I think that there's a lot of bad hiring. I think there's a lot of p- 
positioning that I need to do it myself. And I think that there's a lot of miscommunication about what the actual world is that's making it very difficult yeah. for me to find something. So that's those three things. Do you have it, any more questions on that? <laughs> and No, but it, it's interesting because one of the guests that's going to come on, I'm not sure if it's the next episode or, or following, is a head of recruitment for like a crypto Web3 company. And mm. I think it's going to be interesting because she's going to be able to help clarify her point of view from like the top of that funnel on ex like roles, your point of view, et cetera. So it's going to be interesting to get the other side of the conversation or other side of the opinions mm. on this specific topic. Because I don't think when you're necessarily badly positioning yourself, they mm. probably have an idea of what they want as a candidate. You're not just fitting it for some reason. I don't know. I'm not, mm. I'm yeah. not there. I've also noticed like a lot of the companies that have been reaching out to me lately are smaller teams and where you need to wear many hats mm. where like they, they approach me and say, because like, yeah, I have a job, but I'm always listening because I think it's it's important to always listen to conversation yeah. and it is important to know and you know keep your name in, in the game so but they always say are you okay with like being like an individual contributor and like rolling up your sleeve and doing pixel work here or marketing things there i feel like a lot of the companies that are hiring right now are like not the startups but still like more agile and small where like a principal is not the same at that level or with that type of company at it as it would be with like an enterprise company or at Google or at mm -hmm. Facebook. It's not the same because the big companies are established. So you're coming in and you're influencing your department or area. You need to have heavy influence on project managers, the directors. So you, you're, you're coming in as an influencer basically because you don't have anybody reporting into you uh -huh. you're responsible for the careers of the designers but you're they're not reporting into you yet at smaller companies you're like solo in a lot of stuff so i wonder if that's playing that point of view or if it's affecting that that perspective the other part i think is that a lot of them i'm applying to are startups and because I, I don't want to spend time building something for somebody and not get a return that's worth it. I'm tired mm -hmm. of spending time on enterprise stuff. And so these, some of the companies that I applied yeah. to that I, I got denied from, I'm like, good. Because I honestly, you know, I couldn't stomach it again. I really, I really don't think I can do enterprise again. Um, I think that if I was to do it again, it would be, have to be a very special enterprise and a very special situation. Uh, and that I would have to be, in, in my opinion, I would have to be at the level of principle. I could not take anything less than that there. But, you know, when you're on a small team, small, like, startup, you, there's not really a principal role necessarily. Like, it's like you're in principle of, like, two people, <laughs> right? Like, you're leading, like, two people. And you're coming in that with experience and help you know, grow the team and help decisions. But, yeah, to your point, I feel smaller team, it's more, you just have more experience than the others. You don't, you're not, there's not that many things yeah. to influence. You I mean, can still be a principal from that perspective, but it, it's it's a different role. It's a different atmosphere right. it, all it, together. It doesn't, it, I don't think the, the principal role actually makes sense as a, as a small startup, right? Because usually it's like an organizational issue. That's why they hire uh, principals because they need someone in a position of leadership from an individual yeah. contributor perspective 
that can actually push the craft and push whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at startups, they have to probably be a more mid-sized for a principal role. But the startups that I have been applying to, yeah. you know, I think that they're also afraid of touching me because I've only have big companies on my resume, startups that are big, but bigger companies than them. And so I think that they see those and they go, they freak out and they go, oh, like this person isn't going to be good because they're more comfortable in those situations. They're not going to be good at wearing multiple hats, whether or not they know how many hats that you and I have to, how to wear at, at bigger and smaller companies. You know, <laughs> it's not like, you know, we're like, I think there's a perception of enterprise that it's, it's very icky. You have to wear ties and then they have like really big presentations in PowerPoint. But they don't realize that a lot of like at least when I was at IBM, it was it felt like a startup to me because I had to do research and UX and visual, mm-hmm. and I had to lead the roadmap, and I had to lead over two hundred developers to figure out how to build the right thing for the right user. I had to do all of that, and so I don't think mm-hmm. that that is traditional enterprise. I think that's an enterprise that's dying, starving, and requires every bit of help it needs it it, it can get. Mm-hmm. And that's all hands on deck. So that's just like a startup. But I think that yeah. they have a perception about that. So that's my spiel on on why I don't think it's it's working. But the good news is that I am contracting for a startup that potentially I'll go full time with. So if that doesn't work out, then you know anyone listening who has a startup who needs some help, feel free to reach out, and you know Pascal and I can definitely help with that. But um, yeah, so that's kind of the stick cool. on that. So. We'll wrap up that topic. We'll hop on the other mode. Two things before. What is your biggest lesson that you've learned going through all this? Mm-hmm. And what would be the biggest piece of advice based on that lesson that you've learned for, yeah. to help others out? That's a really, that's, those are two really good questions. I'm going to answer with the same thing. Optimism. Having optimism and staying human. If you don't, the relationships around you will collapse. And so what I've been learning is I need to balance. And even though it feels in some days, like some days I feel like my world's collapsing, like absolutely everything's falling apart. Car issues, dog health, um, house problems, everything is happening at once that I never expected to happen at this point. There needs to be a balance with optimism and determination and also balancing the time you spend trying to find a job and deal with that and work stuff while also maintaining the relationships in your life. And so, you know, my girlfriend listens to every, every single episode, you know, I think it's adorable. And so she'll listen to these and she'll watch them and she even plays it on the TV in the family room when she's doing work sometimes. So that's cool. You know, she'll, she'll, she'll be able to vouch for a lot of these things when we talk about this a lot, but, no, I feel I feel I do feel bad that sometimes I'm so busy working super late at night on this framer stuff with you uh, and trying to do the editing of the podcast and and doing all the stuff. Sometimes it is very frustrating because I'm taking mm-hmm. away time from being with her and our dogs and whatever. And I would rather spend time with people and go out and not you know not worry about adding guac to this you know as an extra. But I have to worry about that stuff. I have to worry about all this stuff at the same time. And as a man of the household, that's my responsibility. That That is what men are supposed to be doing. In my opinion, you can disagree with me or, or not, I don't, you know, come after me. But, and, and maybe that's a controversy you want, but 
I think that there's a responsibility because a lot of men, men specifically, derive a lot of our meaning and purpose from the work that we do. And mm -hmm. if that is in a poor position in life, it throws everything else off for mm -hmm. everything that is going on with that person. So, yep. uh, you know, for a man like myself, when I was doing so good, I moved into a house with, with my girlfriend thinking everything was going to be good. I was going to exit with like $7 million, you know, by the end of this year. You know, that, that's basically how much it was worth when I started. And then when I ended, it was worth nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I thought I had that positioned and I wasn't worrying about that. And now I'm worrying yep. about it. And so you have to find a way. So the, the biggest lesson I learned was that, that I need to take control of my situation and stop pitying myself and just be optimistic as much as possible. There's days that'll be harder than others. And you know, you and I talk all the time about it. So it's good to have a support system where you kind of have an understanding uh, to where I am. And I have a couple of people in my life now that are able to help understand that. So I think that having that support system is very helpful, but like balancing the focus on trying to find the job and, and do contract and do all that work, with the relationships is a really hard lesson to digest uh, and also execute on. And so I think all of that is how I would respond to the, those two things. It's great because I think you didn't come out with like a five-step program. You kind of, it's about the human at the end of the day. And that human is, it, it's like, you could literally say things, but your 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 answer is very human and it's a, it is be being optimistic because you got to go through the yuck sometime to get mm -hmm. out on like the positive side and maybe it the the outcomes are going to be much greater than you can mm -hmm. even anticipate the, maybe the thing that the framework thing and everything else you know that that's being built on the side maybe it's just maybe it's just on the edge of like oh. boom exploding yeah. and providing as much value, right? We don't know. So that's why all this effort is being put in. But we like we value it. We see it. Like we understand like goal where we want this to go. But we have to go through the motion to get there. What I love about the framework stuff is that we can come in so strong and like we are the expert. We are the subject matter experts as soon as we hit the ground and people listen. But it's not because we know more. It's because we are so good at contributing value to others through that effort. And so many people are trying to do it, but I don't think that they all do it very well. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a second, but I just want to end this topic of the job search yep. stuff. You know, Alex Hermosi, I think, has a somewhat similar story in, in, in terms of feeling to what I'm dealing with right now. But like, you know, he basically opens up his book, which I downloaded and I'm listening to. And it's an amazing book. And maybe we'll have him on the, on the pod soon. But he's talking a lot about like, you know, he, one day his partner took his money, like his business partner took his money yeah. and he like had z like negative in the, his bank account and he's like had to pay all these employees and his wife is like, what's wrong, honey? And he's like, we're like totally beyond screwed. And now, and then he sold it. I think he sold his company like more recently for like a hundred million dollars. Right. Wow. So he went from like beyond broke to being like super well off. And I'm like, yep. oh, I, I can do that. 
Like, I know you and I can do that. We are so close to yep. getting to these things. And we keep talking about talking about talking about it. But I know, like, you know, you and I are putting so much time into it. I'm trying to build up this framer thing, the CMS correctly so that we can uh, start publishing. But, uh, and, you know, you're handling a lot of the stuff in the guide, which is already doing some some good stuff there. So I think that it's starting to take off. People are noticing. And for some reason today, I gained like 20 followers, like out of the blue, did nothing, absolutely nothing. And just boom. So I think it's starting to pick up on online and your Twitter following and stuff will start picking up too. So uh, to wrap that up, um, there, there, there are so many success stories in when people hit rock bottom. And this might, this might be like the second time I've hit what I would call rock. It's not even rock bottom. Like I have money coming in. Uh, my girlfriend has money coming in. Like, we're fine. Right. The first couple of days of the month, I've already made rent. So it's not a huge concern to me in, in that capacity. I know there's a lot more we can talk about that, but um, I think that there's the the only way to get through this for me is to stay optimistic and to stay positive mm -hmm. and be as ambitious and prolific as possible. Yep, that's it. I think we're gonna. I, I think honestly, I think we're close. I like you can start to smell, and it won't. I think it's we're so close. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. it. It smells. Does it smell good or smell bad? <laughs> Seems to smell good from my side. I don't know about you. Uh, good. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, okay. So very cool. Uh, that was that was that topic. Uh, so we. Um, I've been doing this framer thing. People who are listening, like, mm -hmm. what is this framer thing? You know, we're trying to build guidance for the designers to understand how to actually implement components and patterns properly into a user interface and we're using framer because a lot of tool, a lot of designers uh, and, and and maybe no code developers and, and creators entrepreneurs who want to build websites really quickly can use a tool like framer that is similar to figma it's similar to yep. sketch you can drag and drop and it has really fantastic capabilities but you and i are, are kind of on this adventure together and i heard on a podcast the my first million podcast that Sean went to China to meet with the CEO of Alibaba, but then met like a subordinate, his right hand man or something. And he was asking asking him like, what's your plan to success or something? Just paraphrasing. Basically the guy's like, we have no plans for success. All we know is like how to plan to avoid failure. And so like they look for like the things that are failing and then they avoid yes. doing that, but they do everything as scrappy as possible. And that's how they scaled pretty quickly and pretty pretty well. But they said something very like that methodology is also being taught in like MBA classes and things like that. It's like so weird that it has to be taught. It's like literally just do it. Like stop worrying, stop trying to prepare. And basically they were saying, like, we have no plan. We're just gonna do it. And so I had this mentality in my head and I saw this tweet. At six in the morning, a blessing saying, Hey, I'm selling this site that I made, everythingframer.com. It's got a couple yep. of hits to it, uh, a lot of stuff on it. And I just want to move on with my life and do something else. I'm like, Oh, well, we're trying to build something similar to this. It has a lot of content on it. And I was thinking to myself, Okay, he's offering it for this much money for $1,000. You know, I think that without really knowing the stats, I don't think it's worth necessarily $1,000. But uh, I, I, sh I shot an offer to him. And he was like, all right, well, um, you name your price because, you know, you will only offer. And I was like, okay, cool. 
Like, I'm just going to do it. And I had this mentality of like, no plan, just action. I'm just doing it. Yeah. And so picked it up. You know, we, we had a deal done within 60 seconds. And by seven in the morning, I was sending him the money, <laughs> which took like a week to do from the, the wire transfer or whatever. But I was like, this is going to be great. I know this is going to work. So all the stuff that we're working on for the framer stuff, we're actually going to move it for those who are listening. We're going to move it and combine it with this everything framer.com website. And mm-hmm. we're going to build a lot more onto it. So the first thing that I'm, I'm actually compiling oh, yeah. uh, is, which I don't know if you really understand this, that I don't really, I've really told you about it too much, but here we are building in public. Uh, I shot off to a bunch of other framer creators, like people who are building framer sites and teaching others, yeah, yeah. I shot off a bunch of interview questions to them. And I said, hey, fill out this Google form. Uh, we're gonna showcase you on the new website. And so it has like an educator section, which yep. is just a list of people that are building cool stuff you can follow on Twitter and stuff. I'm making that into like, almost like an interview, like magazine. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really cool thing that no one's done before. And so I hope to have that done as soon as I finish another website uh, so that I, so that we can like just start posting stuff there, get the word out, have a couple of interviews up there, but also highlight people who are doing really great stuff because I think that they do deserve to, to have, you know, a little spotlight on them and get some follower accounts and whatever, but it'll draw a lot of attention to the site and get more eyes and clicks on the site, which means we can potentially give more value away and get you know, in return, hopefully people buy some of the stuff that we put up on the site, such as templates, the guides, and other tutorials. So I think it's a really great strategy. I think it is. And I think it's, 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 it's always, like I said, it's like designers helping designers out. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, they, that's the goal. We want to create something that's going to be of value, but also allow other designers to come on and shine. Like, like the part mm-hmm. you were mentioning, like the interviews, it's all yeah. so helping them shine and and grow and share knowledge because that's what the community is all about and what's so interesting is that so many of those framer folks are so new to design like designing at least in public but design in general and i know i I, some of them are not even like 10 percent of the experience i'm not saying this to brag again i don't like bragging about it but you know you and i have so much experience that we are trying so desperately to share with everyone else to get them up to our level that we have this advantage where we can come in and say, okay, we're design system experts. You know, we've helped some of the biggest design systems in the world grow. And we've created some some other ones uh, here and there. And so we have so much knowledge that we wanna share and it's gonna be able to trickle through a lot of the stuff that other sites that are competing with us cannot catch up to because you're just insane at writing. And, you know, I think that when I get emotionally motivated, I'm a machine. I just pop things out left and right. So with these two skill sets, I think that when we combine them and focus them on this, it's going to just like supercharge it. So I'm really excited for how we're going to approach that. And it's not like a secret. Like we're not trying to do this super in secret. We're just trying to do it and like have a nice like show and tell once we release it. But um, that'll come soon. So we'll start off with like this, the, the educators part, and then we'll move on and go back to the other stuff. So I'm trying to build the navigation and then start to build the CMS that kind of controls all this for, for you and I. And then once that's kind of done, then we can start posting all those different things. So we'll, you know, you write the guidance for a button. We'll put it in, get the images and the GIFs and the videos, 
and then we can link yep. them to a remix file. They can download it, and then bada bing, bada boom, we have people accessing all of our free resources. And this is just free. Most of it's going to be for free. We'll have some for paid, but most of it's free. So, and I think like there's going to be templates on there too, right? Mm -hmm. I think we yeah. want to help people move fast with pre-built websites and so on. Not to help just other designers out, but people mm -hmm. that want to are a smaller company. They might not have access to huge developer teams or whatnot. They could just grab the template, modify it to their liking, and boom, they're yeah. off. I think the goal is to help as much as we can. Like you said, we'll have free and paid content on there. We'll start by just launching, obviously. But I think there's a lot of ideas and big ideas that are planned with all that. Yeah. And maybe there's some courses that we actually put up for non-designers of how to use Framer so that they can build websites yes. for their companies. Because like, you know, a dentist might need a, you know, a website, uh, you know, whatever the the <laughs> different uh, niches might be. And I know we talked even briefly yes. about then having maybe like a section of sites like, hey, do you need a, web a custom website built? We can do that. Or, hey, do you need help yep. learning Framer? Book a session. We'll do that too. So there's things that you can just sprout from here. And I'm really excited to get this off the ground because I think that that's the route we're going to take uh, for at least for a while. And I think that it coincides so well with all the newsletter stuff and all this podcast. So yep. looking forward to that. And also, next week we interview CEO. He calls himself the CEO, not CEO, CEO of Framer. So uh, CEO Very of Framer cool. will come coming on soon. We'll ask him a lot of questions. So those who are listening, you know, shoot us a message and ask and tell us, you know, what uh, you want to hear from Framer. If you uh, have any questions for uh, the CEO of Framer, please let us know on Twitter at Mitch Bernstein or loves underscore pixels. Yeah, we have some pretty cool guests, I would say, coming on yeah. in the next couple of episodes. And so, yeah. some big to medium size to smaller size, but very interesting, I would say, people coming on. And I think it's going to be interesting for the next couple of pods. So the next topic is, I see there's two more topics, uh, Kindle and then um, making stuff in single sticks. Uh, which you want to talk about next? I think, I think they kind of intertwine okay. in a way, and we can like we can talk about this and then, okay. and, and then just transition. But you know, we, we created the C book because we want to help. We, like a lot of people like yourself are going through the motion. We for, for, for those who are listening who don't know what it is, can you describe what the ebook is? Yeah, it's an ebook, like a seventy-page ebook that talks about you know winning the interview game, bunch of tips, tricks. There's interview techniques, how to answer, how's the best way to answer a behavioral question, how to go about with, with like the design exercise that some interviews make you do, like you do, I should say, how to best approach that, uh, how to present your portfolio, follow up the interview questions or like the afterwards, how do you follow up? There's a bunch of guys on there. Like I said, is like, a lot of this came from conversations with people like, top of head, head hunter companies, myself that's interviewed a lot or yourself, other HR individual uh, managers. So a lot of this info all combined into one. And that's the thing that we wanted to create. We wanted to help people out. And, you know, we started off offering for free. Maybe it was a bad idea, but anyways, mm -hmm. we still did it because we're building in public, like, like you said. Now we have this idea that we're going to submit it to Kindle and we're going to turn it into a Kindle book. And I think this is, just another way to spread the wings and share, get 
the knowledge shared as much as possible. Because to your point you were talking about earlier, there's a lot of the people coming up and being well-known for like building framer sites and whatnot that are starting off in their career. They're fantastic at what they've done with the framer designs, but they may not have all that experience or knowledge that came from all the years of experience in dealing with a lot of different stuff. So how can we transmit that info back onto designers to help them level up their game? I know that the, a lot of the industry is turning to like solopreneurs and whatnot. That's fantastic. There's still methodologies and in, in areas that still apply, like how to deal with contracts, how to deal with project management. So all this knowledge is, is how we want to transmit and build in public and help share and spread the love. So that's part of this initiatives of turning this into a Kindle book as well. And as part of the other thing where you mentioned is we have so many ideas. We thought we narrowed down our niche when we did. It's like when Matt Gray said, it's like the Ikigai and then you do like the, you narrow down your mm -hmm. niche, only speak to your niche. We thought we had it, but building in public is not, you realize sometimes that that niche maybe, need, maybe needs to pivot. In the first couple of months, you need to be able to adjust and react. And I think that's what we're doing. A lot of people, like I anticipated a lot of stuff to move much faster. I hit a wall, obviously. I hit that <laughs> wall very fast. Yeah. But everybody I've been talking to and like other big names, they all say it takes a while, like yeah. six to months to a year to build a community, to have people respect you, to have people value what you have to say. And through that, you often repivot that niche. So I think that's what we did. We repivoted that niche. And now we're starting to get a better sense of like that niche and who we want to target, how we want to help them. What do we want to do to get there? So we're learning as much as mm -hmm. we're doing this, we're learning as we're going, but we're also taking in and bringing in our own experience through all this and, and bringing our own tone of voice, our own way of, you know, writing and messaging and whatnot. So we're trying to be unique in being our own selves. So it's, it's a game. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's not a race. It's literally like a journey. So we're trying to do the journey as much as we can and enjoy it. Yeah. And there's like this, idea that people keep saying is like you know what you mentioned before about like narrowing down to your niche and i think we're i think the way to do that is by starting out really wide and funneling down to that specific thing yeah i don't think it's like you're gonna know what it is and then you're just gonna go like we're producing a bunch of stuff seeing what people react to and then focusing more on the things that they react to so we we're talking originally about like portfolios and like you know just that or like I don't, like nothing else and then it seemed like people needed help with like with the website stuff. And then we saw Framer starting to take off and we jumped on that a little yep. bit. And that seems to be a really good train to jump on right now. But, you know, I'm sure in like a year from now, that'll be dead or not dead as the tool, but like there'll be a new hot, you know, hot thing. Uh, they, they, what, what are they calling it? Like, like uh, hot boy startups. And yeah, that's like, that's like so, the term that I, someone told me, I was like, oh yeah, I applied to this company. They go, Oh, you mean that hot boy startup? And I'm like, does that make me a hot boy? All right, I'll take it. But <laughs> well, you got your jacket on. You got your jacket on. Now he's like, you're part of the band. Someone called me the devil last night. Uh, 
we went out with with my girlfriend and my mom to get drinks and, and food and stuff and my mom went to the bathroom and i was standing with my my girlfriend she's wearing like a lot of light colored clothing so like almost like this but lighter uh but just like head to toe and i'm wearing like a, this but dark like a black version of this with my yeah. jacket and this guy came up to me he's like he's like hey nice nice uh look you guys got going on like the the angel and the devil and i'm looking at him like what and he's like yeah you've got the jewish star and everything i'm like what did you did you just like cross those two things together all right and then i think he was trying to hit my girlfriend but she was just like what are you talking about dude and he like just walked away (laughs) but um yeah i think back to the subject we'll eventually narrow down and then we'll scale up so i think it's like we narrow it down and then the inverse happens was like all right now you need to scale once you narrow down and hit that thing that pot of gold then it opens up and then you need to expand on your offers so then it kind of funnels back open and i think it kind of like opens and and closes and uh, what is it converges and diverges and i think that we're now going towards a convergence uh by doing all these things the guide and you're you know i I know you said you had a couple other guides that you were writing and so those are going to be awesome i already know it and then we'll just be able to have a bunch of these guides plus a lot of these templates plus all these other things in one spot and then you know we already have so many other things in the future we want to do this is just the first phase so i'm really excited for how that's going to turn out but right now we're seeing what sticks and then we're riding that train and so one thing i'm trying to do is uh build like a little like for myself doing contract work uh i have to like just do it through my own llc whatever yep and so i'm building a website so i can then submit to stripe atlas and then get approved more quickly but when we do like open up the official company for, for, for our stuff after we settle some of the other stuff together, then, you know, we can even do something like uh, design joy and then have like an agency that's based on a subscription and then, you know, work our way up to $1.5 million a year, which I think that you and I can even double knowing us, but that's for a whole different discussion. And I don't even want to think about that right now just because, there's so much going on. <laughs> I don't think we should do too much. I think there's a, there's a limitation to how much you can actually produce and then get value out of and give back. But I think what we're doing is we have enough stuff being put out into the world. And once some of this stuff starts to pick up, then we'll pay attention, see the patterns, and then jump on those trains. Yeah, I think it's it's like uh, the jack of all trades, almost like jack of all trades value of one or whatever i can't mm. remember what that quote is it's jack but i jack think of all it's trades, like everybody... master of none yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> it, i think it's a, it's important to be focused and yeah. the more you're focused the better you produce the better you execute and i think that's what like originally the lens was wide mm-hmm. and i think it it's a lesson learned in a way but it's also a way that we we understood what part we need to focus on right away because mm. we knew right away what sticks a bit more so even though we may not wanted to go there right away we wanted to do something else originally we currently see that the market needs value here so we adjusted pivoted now we're kind of zoning in and focusing in on this because if we spread too thin like we're not focused we're not going to gain any traction on it so we really need to focus in get better at that thing really be seen as you know, community experts bring value to this specific area and help others out sharing what we've learned 
and and think and I think that's the part that we need to one obviously get better at. Mm-hmm. We're learning on that, but I think with everything that we're planning, once like a lot of the things launches, I man, this is like it's going to help a lot of people. I think that we'll launch just a heads up. We'll launch the uh, CEO of Framer episode with the launch of the Framer stuff, so it coincides really well and it kind of launches it has together to. in a pattern. Uh, sorry, in a, like a like a like a batch or whatever. And then we'll yep. also probably have some newsletters that describe a lot more of what's going on in detail in written writing. But yeah, I think that I think that that's good. I think we did a really good episode just now. Um, I'm really glad that we talked about all the stuff because I think it'll help some people who are also struggling with job searching. Who are also building in public and want you know some optimism because like you and i we've been on this for for a couple of months now and you know we thought it would take off immediately and it didn't and that's okay because that's part of the process it's like a slow like gradual thing and then eventually it'll hockey stick but and maybe it doesn't hockey stick. It's a, maybe it takes time to go up but but i think it's important to be transparent and human mm-hmm. just like i shared a couple of tweets on like the struggle is real. Like trying to build a community with the family, full-time job, kids, activities. I mean, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Like no. people say, spend one hour. Yeah, but even sometimes that one hour I don't have. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, 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 like I'll stay up late and spend seven hours that I didn't really have, but I do because mm-hmm. I want to do this and I see value in what we're doing. But it, like being transparent with this, I think is important. And yeah. we're just humans being humans behind that. Yeah, cool. And with that, I think we'll we'll end this episode. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. And if you are on YouTube, you can subscribe and give us. Uh, I think there's no there's no stars on YouTube, so just like us on YouTube. Uh, or if you're on Spotify, give us five stars, please, please, please. Remember the gentleman's agreement: you have to like and subscribe, or five star wherever you are, in order to listen to this content because this content is not free. If you don't do that, then we won't be able to keep doing this for free for you. It's kind of the way that you pay us. It's just it's very simple. Just like, subscribe, five star, whatever. Cool. All right. Thanks everyone. 